hormones of the day, and this is I don't want to grow up. One, two, three, four. Welcome to Ramones of the Day, the podcast examining every Ramones song alphabetically from 53rd to the word zero. I'm Philip. And I'm Molly. And with us is Dave Reese. Hello, Dave. Hello. 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 Thank you for coming back and thank you for joining us today. Of Uh, course. Today we are discussing I Don't Want to Grow Up. And it is not I Don't Want to Grow Up. It is I Don't Want to Grow Up. I Don't Want to. This is from 1995's Adios Amigos. It is a cover song, possibly why it doesn't say I don't want to. I guarantee you. (laughs) (laughs) There's a fight when they're publishing. It was like, can we, like, put a wanna in there? I know we have to say want to. Uh, This was... This is a cover song, uh, is, is a Tom Waits song. It's written by uh, Tom and Kathleen. Um, and I gave it a song category of misbehavior. Ooh, misbehavior. Yes. Uh, I, would, I, would, I would maybe think uh, rebellion. I don't have rebellion. Rebellion goes on the misbehavior oh. topic. Okay, we would consider I didn't know rebellion the misbehaving. Yes, I call I. Rebe- Sorry, it is a bit unfair, Philip, because not everybody knows the choices that the the list that it you're is, choosing from. It, life's unfair. <laughs> uh, well, I don't want to grow up, and I don't want your list. Yeah. There you go. I don't want to walk around with your list. <laughs> uh, the band the Ramones played this song. You mean Ramones? Live, yes, I do. Uh, Sixty-two times. Um, oddly enough, for a cover song, that is the most times anyone has played this, according to setlist.fm. That's weird. Tom Waits himself has played this song a mere seven times. Wow. Well, I feel like the the ethos of this song fits this band better than, like, like Tom Waits as a, you know, performer. I wouldn't say that this is, like, one of his major themes is that he wants, he doesn't want to grow up. But there's a video. With yeah. Has, yeah, it's the one with him under the table. So you're so, saying because he went through the trouble of making a video, you, you think he'd play it live more? Well, or? actually, actually, you know what? A lot of evidence in our study here has proven the contrary because oftentimes, Dave, we've found it was like, oh, this was the single. This is like the major single for the Ramones, and they played it ten times. Zero like, times, yeah. yeah. You stupid idiots. Yeah, usually, I mean, I think it's because their singles are their poppy songs, then they go do these punk shows, and those songs don't really fit, you know? That's my take on it, but... This, this one was one of their top ones, though, I, I think. Well... Yeah. I think this, I, this song broke, like, into, like, the 30s or 40s on the Billboard, didn't 40, it? it? It broke into the top yes. 40. Yep. Okay. Broke into the top 40. Making it one of their top three hits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out of 2,000 songs. <laughs> oh, boy. I know. Um, but, yeah, I, I think part of the reason why, and I'm just going off my own Go. feelings here is that they this song did so well for them because this is kind of like part of their like mythos their, or their, yeah, their, you know, their mentality. This feels... It's part of their branding, if you will, that they're these high school kids or they're sure. like rock and rollers in their 20s or whatever. And it was, it was the lead song on their final album too, which yeah. I yep. think is an... It's a it's a good choice. It's a great you choice. You know, to push that. It's a good choice. To yeah. be like, okay, good. That's a good feeling to yeah. go in. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm bordering on creepy research. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just bordering. But th- like I said, this was from their last album. They played it so many times. Uh, it is likely that they played this at the time when Dave saw them live. Because I know oh, I did. Sure. 
I, I saw the Adios Amigos tour in uh, 1995 That's in right. Cleveland. I saw that tour in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, but uh, the the one I saw was an outdoor show in August in oh. 90 degree heat. Oh man! And they still were wearing the leather jackets on oh, stage uh, for for I'd say half of the show, and then Joey took his off, and and you were just like, "Can you please put it back on?" <laughs> <laughs> Because by oh. that point, it was just like, oh, that's that's a lot of sweat. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Um, <laughs> I'm just still an amazing sorry. show, though. Like an hour and a half. Oh with, yeah. With like ninety songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was a question uh, that came up when we actually got to talk to C.J. Ramon. That people wondered if, or he wondered if people could tell the difference between the songs. Could you tell the difference between the songs? Were you deep into them by that point? Yeah, I would say a third of the show I could. Okay. And then and then the the rest of it was just, yep, that this sounds like a Ramon song. Wow. <laughs> I I mean, it was it was an experience because I I'd never seen uh, I, that was probably the first real punk show I had ever been to. Mm. So, it was like after that it was like I want more. I want to I want I want to see what this world is like. Yeah. So, I was I was in from them. Awesome, awesome. Um, I have more facts Please. besides those facts. Okay. Uh, so I uh, this has a one two three four. Great. It has a CJ one two three four. Ooh. I don't think it's the only one, but I believe it is the first one that we have covered. I don't think we've we've seen yet. This is our first taste. I have an another fact. Oh, okay. We have our own CJ one two three fours original. Seriously, we'll never stop talking. <laughs> no, if I were you guys, I'd play that at the beginning of every show. Oh, that's a great point. That's not bad. Except I do like shouting those one two three. Fours. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> we'll do them both. Right. It's just like a the, minute of one two three fours. Molly just goes, uh, take it, Philip and CJ, and then you say. <laughs> And, and I am saying it. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, there's also a video. Has anybody seen the video? Uh, seen the video? Uh, I, I think where, I did no, back a, then, but I don't remember what it was. Is this one where they're cartoon? No, that was... Uh, the background is cartoon. The background is cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The background like is cartoon. Like a comic book? Yeah, sort of like a comic book. Got it. Like panels and... Panels. It kind of looks like... Uh, I don't want to say Harry Crumb, but that sort of Mad Magazine level uh, art. Totally. You know, a little kind of creepy, funny. It's mushy kind of art. Yeah, mushy. Yeah, it's real <laughs> mushy. <laughs> no, it's always like that. I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it, but like that type of art always, it's sort of exaggerated in like the teeth. There's like always gaps between the teeth when they draw them and yeah. there's more zits than I care to. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, well, okay. truth, be, truth be told, I get creeped out by a lot of. I get creeped out by a lot of stuff. I get creeped out by a lot of drawings. Okay. I don't like superhero physique. <laughs> we just we don't have time for your All right, fine. right now. Fine. Uh, the well, other than that, that's the facts I have. <laughs> Great. Um. Uh. Yeah, I said this feels really fitting. I think it's a great opener, uh, and I think uh, I love the sentiment as this being. The way the closing album starts is kind of a cool way to do it. Yeah. 
this is the way the the last album yes, starts. Right, right. Yeah, because it's almost like, hey, this is our last album, but you know, just so you know, we 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 really don't. It's almost like we really don't want to do this, but <laughs> huh? That's interesting. Here it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's something. Oh, like we don't want to. Like we don't want to grow up and move on from this. Yeah, right. Thing. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Part of them does, and yeah. part of them desperately. I mean, does. I almost take it as like it's almost like a Peter Pan statement. You know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah. is the sweeter version of the Ramon story. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Right. Like, right. Yeah. But then you could get real bittersweet with it and think like, you know, when we were kids, when we were all friends, that would Ooh. be great. Well, by, by yeah. this by this time, did Joey know he had cancer? Um. Unconfirmed. I, I think he oh, okay. had. I think if I'm remembering, I'm not sure, the Mickey honestly. Lee book right. There are early signs, but I don't think he knew he had it. I think okay. they found out for sure after they broke up. But I think there were early signs around this time. Okay. So you can imply that a little bit. I mean, it's not great. Um. Uh, we were talking about Dave. You have read the Marky book and you've read the the Johnny book. Johnny book, yeah. And uh, I just love to hear your thoughts on either of those books and or you know any thoughts to compare the two, or did you read them close in proximity to uh, each per, other? Or? Pretty, pretty close in proximity, probably a, a month or so apart. Okay. Um, I I thought Marky's. I know it's a book about him, but I I felt the the first five chapters shouldn't have been all about his old bands. <laughs> really? Uh, I liked that. Really? I thought it, I thought it really put it in context for me and like really put the whole scene in context. Now for granted, me. I think Molly and I enjoyed that quite a bit because we were reading a bunch of Ramon's books all at once and it was nice to just get a taste of anything <laughs> else was. for a while. It was. It was nice Got to hear a, a larger part of the story than just the Ramones because yeah. you know to to give Marky some GD credit, <laughs> that man did play in bands oh, yeah. for Ramones and like no, I mean I'm, I'm not coming down on you, Dave. I'm just saying like you know <laughs> yeah. maybe Marky doesn't get enough credit. I, I guess the, as a, the as a, thing was the I felt that the book started so strong with the just yeah. a little anecdote about the the car catching on fire with Dee, Dee. right? And then it's like here I'm give it's like here I'm giving you this taste. But now here's five to six chapters. Well, I want to. Sure. I also want to put Not that car that. moment in context. I think that car moment was like one of the moments that defined Marky maybe getting kicked out of the band mm. because that happened, and then he like almost didn't make the gig, or there was like right. a, like in every book they bring up that freaking moment. You know what I mean? Right. So it seems like it was seminal in whatever fights the Ramones yeah. were having with Marky. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. I'm sure, th- and I, when I was reading it, to me, it just felt like he put it up front because that was the thing that like, yeah. that was one of the major issues, you know, and he knew that eventually he was yeah. going to have to get to him being an alcoholic and being irresponsible. And that seemed right. like a story where he was saying like, yeah, I know this, I know this shitty thing happened. That way you knew where happened. to go. You knew where you're going. Yeah, yeah. But also he was saying like, this shitty thing happened, but honestly, it really wasn't my fault. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, I think he was saying, like, sometimes it was my fault, sometimes it wasn't, you know? <laughs> and then uh, Johnny's book was, <laughs> yeah. was exactly as you would think it would be, which is, uh, like, my first impression was, hey, this is kind of thin. And then it was, <laughs> and then it was, there's, like, full-page pictures uh, on every other page. <laughs> totally. And then he just doesn't hold back anything. I think the one moment that I had to read twice 
was when he, he was giving an anecdote about CBGBs, and he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, there were there were some dykes there called the Runaways. Yeah, totally, dude. <laughs> it's just like, did he just write that in a book? Totally. <laughs> so awful. I There's know. another part that that bugs me, and I and I mean we're a year away from it, but there's another part in there that bugs me. I think it's the when they're talking about the lyrics for Warthog, which somebody says like you can't put that because I think it says something like communists and fags. Yeah, and they say and it says you can't put that in there because it'll offend people. And Johnny's response is like, who will it offend? The communists and fags? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> half, half of the, and half of those guys, yeah. half of those guys have like, We've societally moved into yeah, you shouldn't offend those guys, but like yeah. your your argument does not hold water yeah, as much as you think. Yeah, he's just a douche. Yeah, I mean, an awesome, awesome douche. <laughs> Is he the top ten douche? <laughs> uh, I have I have a question about this song, mm-hmm. uh, the song we're discussing. Is this a great song or a great performance of a good song? Can you I can think, you decipher the difference? I think it's a great cover song because the yeah. I, I remember when when i was in college and this came out my roommate at the time was a huge tom waits fan hmm. and so i was playing this album and he's like that's a tom waits song and i was like yeah but it's pretty awesome right and he's like no no listen to this version and he put the tom waits one on <laughs> and i was like Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want to hide in a cave because Tom Waits' version is creepy. <laughs> you know, it's it's like very yeah yeah uh, you know distorted and weird piano ish. I mean, it's a good song still, but from this version to that one, it's mm. worlds apart. Yes, it was hard. I listened to it in preparation for this, and it was like, this yeah. is a gear shift. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. It's in there. It's kind of like the sentiment is still kind of in there, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's way, way different. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I love it. I'm going to vote love it in like a big bad way. Okay. I have always really liked it, um, and I've always responded to it, and as I get older, I respond to it more. I I I like it. Okay. Um I, I think it starts off really strong, but I think halfway through the song, Joey starts sounding tired of singing it. <laughs> um, but but I think it's it, it like at the beginning, it, like CJ's bass just hits you mm-hmm. with the it's just that no 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 for like that that, that first verse. Oh, uh, that, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you vote for one second, but that was something I noticed in listening to it was it starts with. CJ saying one, two, three, four, and then there's a little symbol that goes like, which is almost, mm-hmm. I I kind of read between the lines and be like, Marky saying like, yeah, go ahead and introduce the song, kid. One, two, three, I'm introducing the song. <laughs> right. And it also kind of happens when there's the guitar solo. There's like a little ramp up of like a, dun, 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 before it goes into it. I'm like, it's, it's the little like lead in before always, I don't know. It just jumped out at me. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Molly, you got a vote? Um, I am going to give it a soft love. Soft love? Like, I don't, like, love it as, like, my top ten favorites, but I do love it. I'm just like, yeah, I love it. Okay. Uh, Most valuable, I am going with Marky, actually. Um, Because I don't often give enough credit to the drums, and (laughs) um, I think that that's a big reason why this propels as much as it does. 
Cool. Dave, you got to vote for most valuable. Um, I give it to CJ because I, I think whenever I listen to it in my car, I, I focus on that bass line. Okay. Just it's it's kind of more prominent than than most of the other instruments in the song. Hmm. Okay, Molly. Um, I'll give it to CJ. Man. Heck yeah. <laughs> I realize that CJ and Richie, by virtue of not being in the Hall of Fame, are like the forgotten Ramones. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that, like, they don't get in the comic book, and they don't yeah, often yeah. get yeah. thrown in those things, yeah. and they didn't have quite the seminal moments, but, like... But they both had big parts of the band. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And yeah. I mean, people talk about Richie like he wasn't really around that much. He was in the band for, like, five years, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was around for a freaking while. A good and then I think chunk. he even, in the, in the documentary, he notes that he was the one who ramped up their their uh, live show speed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's he's instrumental as an instrumentalist. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, will they have any more thoughts about I Don't Want to Grow Up? Nope. nope. Nobody says no. Okay, great. Well, Dave, again, thank you for coming on. And uh, thanks to everyone for listening to us today. And please follow us on Twitter, at Ramones Podcast. That's the handle. And then join us next time. I can't handle it. Join us next time (laughs) when we will be discussing I Don't Want You on Ramones of the Day.